If you've ever been skydiving before, you know that there are many scary parts to it all. The bumpy climb up to 10,000 feet in the bare bones cargo plane, scuffling out onto the wing of the aircraft, looking down after you've scuffled onto the wing of the aircraft, and letting go of the wing, heading into freefall. But all of these moments are nothing compared to this one moment. It happens after you've pulled out the second parachute and you transition from falling to being pulled back up. It's this split second when you're weightless, when you feel neither the force of being pulled down to earth nor the upward tug of the parachute. In fact, because of the temporary weightlessness and that small and terrifying fraction of a second, you actually wonder, is the parachute still on me? Whiplash never feels as comforting as in that moment when you feel the straps of the power parachute tugging against your shoulders and you drift back upwards for a few moments before you make your soft and feather-like descent. Some might say that that whole ordeal is an act of faith, but in reality, it's not. Truth be told, it's far safer jumping out of an airplane than it is taking the 110 home after work. <laughs> so what then is faith? We're told in today's reading from Romans that faith is the mechanism by which all good things happened to Abraham. And it's also the basis of all three transformations we see in today's gospel. The transformation from tax collector to apostle, from hemorrhaging to healed, from dead to alive again. All of these accounts follow a similar pattern, giving us a clue to what exactly faith might be. The first component of faith seems to be human initiative. It doesn't seem to be enough to have a hopeful thought of having descendants or being healed from hemorrhages. Instead, in each of these accounts, someone took a concrete step. Abraham left his homeland. Matthew got up and left the tax booth. The woman tracked down Jesus to touch the fringe of his cloak. And the leader of the synagogue approached Jesus and pleaded, come, lay your hand on her. The implication of this all is that our actions are needed as a catalyst to for God to perform miracles in our world. We cannot simply hope to get better. We have to undergo the course of treatment. We cannot simply hope to walk after an accident. We have to power through the painful physical therapy. We have to hold out our hand for help after we've hit rock bottom. Our initiative, our concrete steps are the first hallmark of faith. But then enters in another component of faith, trust in God. 
trusting that God is good, trusting that God even notices us in our moments of pain, trusting that God loves us enough to help us, trusting that God truly desires for us to be well. It was that trust that made Abraham pack up his things and head out. It was Matthew trusting Jesus that when he said, follow me, that the life he would be shown would be infinitely more full of riches than the luxurious life he was currently leading. It was an unclean woman trusting that for some reason, a rabbi would have anything to do with her. It was the leader of a synagogue trusting that the Lord of life simply needed to touch the hand of his daughter and that that would make her get up again. In the creed, the Greek word we translate as believe can also mean to trust. I wonder, does that make the creed easier or harder for us to say? I trust in God, the Father, the Almighty. I trust in one Lord, Jesus Christ. I trust in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. Do we prefer to believe in these abstract concepts or are we willing to take a risk trusting these three persons? The last component is perhaps the easiest of the three. Getting out of the way and letting God who created all things and who continues to call into existence things that currently do not exist, refashion creation into its miraculous glory once again, moving from the natural world you and I know to the impossible. The way that God made Abraham and Sarah have more descendants than they could have ever counted. The way that Matthew would go from a life of taking to a life of giving. The way an unclean woman, violating all laws, worshiped God anyway. And for that she was healed. And for the way that Christ shows us that death really is no more that we will all be woken up by the gentle touch of Christ as he says, follow me, but this time into eternal paradise. Glue all three pieces together, and I think we end up with a pretty good definition of faith. The incredulous set of miracles that ensue when human initiative encounters divine majesty. Perhaps that's why we prayed that prayer this morning. Grant that by your inspiration, we may think those things that are right and by your merciful guiding may do them. These miracles which we need so desperately in this world of ours God can't do them without you.